chapter eight. And I said, now why did he say that? Because it's necessary to say that so you can get this word today. If you think it's about you, you won't ever get it. But if you know it's about somebody else, it works just fine. Luke chapter eight. Let's look at verse 26. Then they sail to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite of Galilee. And when he stepped on the land there, he met a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time and wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in tombs. I got to stop and tell you something. <laughs> you notice the styles of dress today? And, 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 and I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to move on. Verse 27 says, uh, verse 28, when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. And that word, if you literally translate it, don't judge me. OK, that's what y'all all say. Don't judge me. OK, never mind. <laughs> Verse 29. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for he had often seized him and he was kept on the guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bonds uh, and were driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he, uh, that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Now, the abyss is the bottomless pit. Uh, some of y'all think it's hell. Uh, other people think it's the place of departed spirits. Whatever you call it, that's what, what it is to you. <laughs> Verse 32 says, now a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain. We were talk about pork and some of y'all had some real issues. And just so you know, uh, I'm having pork for lunch. So. I'm just trying to free some people up, you know. I seasoned my vegetables with some bacon. Just, just so you know. Now, I heard a minute swine were feeding there on the mountain. So they begged him uh, that he would permit them to enter them. And he permitted them. The demons went out of the man, entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. Okay, now, you know what that means, right? Them were the only pigs that were possessed. It's taking a minute. Every other pig in the universe don't have a demon. 
The demons kill those pigs. Okay? All right. So don't be feeling bad about your pork chop. <laughs> but again, this ain't about y'all. Okay. All right. I like this. When those who fed them saw what happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and <clears throat> came to Jesus and found the man whom the demons had departed sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed, clothed, and in his right mind. Clothed and in his right mind. I love, I love to stop and tell you something right there, but I got, I got to move on. But I got to tell you one, one, just one point here. The Bible said that the man was demon-possessed, right? But then he says he's in his right mind. So what's being out of your mind and being demon-possessed? <clears throat> There's a correlation. So it said uh, in his right mind, and they were afraid. Now, they wasn't scared of the man when he was acting like a fool. Oh, Holy Spirit, let me get through the least reading. <laughs> Do y'all understand what I'm saying, though? Long as he was acting just like he was crazy, everybody was all right with him. Oh, that's old crazy so-and-so. As soon as the man was calm, put some clothes on, and said, who that? What's wrong with him? <laughs> Verse 36 says, they also, they also, who had seen it, told them by what means he who had been demon-possessed was healed. The whole multitude of the uh, surrounding region of the Gadarenes asked him to depart, Jesus being him, from them, for uh, they were seized with great fear, and he got in the boat and left. That ain't what scripture said, but it's, he got in the boat and returned. Right. Oh, this is so good. Mm. And verse 38 says, now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, return to your own house. Somebody underline that. Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. I think the brother said something about starting in your own house. Yeah. Go home, fix some stuff. Go home, fix some stuff. Uh. And he went away and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. So I want to talk to you about this this morning. Recognizing demonic activity recognizing demonic activity. One more time. Recognizing we ain't going to heal anybody, we ain't going to cure anybody, and we ain't going to perform any exercises, uh, exorcisms. <laughs> but we will give you a sense of awareness of what demonic possession looks like. Is that all right? Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you. We praise you for this day, God. We thank you for the anointing that we sense in the house today. We know that it's here to destroy 
every yoke of bondage. And that includes every hint of demonic possession. God, we bind it right now in the name of Jesus Christ and we loose those who are bound. We thank you now for every man and woman who's breaking the bread of life around the world. Add a blessing to their words in Jesus' name. Amen. And you can be seated. Now, why would you talk to us about something that, you know, doesn't affect us? <laughs> and you don't tell us what to do about it. Well, I'm going to tell you what to do about it. The reason I say that you're not going to be cured or healed or whatever is because you won't believe what I tell you. Huh? Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Because I can tell you all day long, all you need to do is fast and pray. Get in the right fellowship and you'll be completely healed. But how many of y'all just believe that? See, that's what I'm talking about. Huh? It's like I heard one fellow say, that's what's wrong with Christians. See, the only thing they know about is reading the Bible and trying to figure out why something don't work while they're infatuated with wine. You didn't get that. They're always talking about the wine in the Bible. It ain't bad. It's good for you. The Bible says it's good. So you're always drinking wine, trying to figure out why you don't understand stuff. <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to get serious in a minute, okay? So I got to get you... <laughs> We got to get you in the right mood. Uh, mental illness has a new name. You all know that. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> right. You all didn't know that. Right. OK. Well, we don't call it uh, mental illness anymore. We call it neurobiological disorder. Neurobiological disorder. Now, I've always believed, I've always believed that it should have been called that to begin with because I believe that uh, mental illness is a neurological disorder first, then a biological disorder. Amen. Anytime uh, uh, there is an imbalance in whatever chemical that's necessary for you to main uh, uh, homostasis, then you will figure out that 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 off balance is, is what we commonly refer to as, as, as mental illness. Matter of fact, most commonly we refer to it as schizophrenia. Okay? All right? Now, don't get, mm, mm. I'm gonna give you a little definition and then I'm gonna try to explain it to you. Mental illness is a uh, natural disruption of human nature. It's a natural disruption of human nature. In other words, what we normally do in everyday life uh, if our minds are not clear, we don't do it the same way. Amen. Amen. Uh, it often has characteristics that also appear in the case of demonic activity. So a natural disruption is mental illness and a supernatural disruption is mental, I mean, a demonic activity. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, the elements of nature and that of demons, uh, they don't ignore Christ's command. Now notice something. One of the things we know about demonic activity, this is important, and please, if you don't get anything else, get this. Demons obey Christ. Let me say it one more time. Demons obey Christ. 
Bible shows you in, in Luke chapter eight, there was sickness, disease, the wind, the waves, the storm. They all obey Christ. All right. Nature obeys Christ. Demons obey Christ. It's only people in their right mind who don't obey. Not yeah. <laughs> Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I know this is hard, but you got to get this. When the demon saw Christ, he recognized him immediately. And even though people are sitting in the midst of the presence of Christ, they don't know who he is right now. OK, but let me give you some things that you want to look at. I want to give you six things right off the bat and then I'll get to actually now, you know, we're going to give you a whole bunch of things to remember. But don't worry about it. This is one of those times that you're going to need uh, a DVD. Because you're not going to write it fast enough. So, OK, so the first six. Now, I. Actually, there are going to be 21 things you're going to have to remember. But this is the first thing. <laughs> and the only reason I have to give you all this is because I don't have time to teach it unless I give you all these things that you can ponder. All right. The first thing the Bible does is make a distinction between neurobiological disorders and possession. Mark chapter 6, verse 13. There are six factors that differentiate schizophrenia from schizophrenia from demonic possession. And these factors can be helpful when trying to determine if an individual is possessed or has an NBD. All right. Be neurobiological disorder. Number one, that is attraction to versus aversion to religion. In other words, if you if 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 you are attracted to religion, uh, uh, most people have a mental disorder, a neurobiological disorder. But if you have an aversion to religion, then you usually have demonic activity going on. Did y'all understand what I just said? In other words, demons want nothing to do with Christ. But people who have an NBD all often come devoutly religious. In other words, people who are legalistic usually have a biological disorder. Y'all know? Religious now. I didn't say spiritual. You have to do everything the same way all the time. If you change it, there's something wrong. Are y'all? Don't be scared now. This is going to be all right. Number two, irrational speech versus rational speech. Irrational speech versus rational speech. They don't have any of that up there. Huh? Okay. Well, they'll catch up with it. Uh, when they do get it, y'all just put it on the screen and they'll, they'll catch it as we go through the message. Rational speech versus irrational speech. The New Testament accounts involving demons, uh, uh, demons spoke in a rational manner. In other words, when demons talk, they're lucid. The man said, Jesus, what you, what you come here to mess with me for? He's rational. All right. Y'all with me now. Untreated people with schizophrenia often speak in nonsense and jump rapidly between unrelated topics. 
It's like talking to a crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> they just crazy stuff like taking a bus back from Hawaii. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? You talk to people sometimes and you say, what in the world? What? And they're talking so fast. Okay, well, that's them. Y'all, that ain't like, that, that's, y'all, this ain't about y'all. Please. Number three, ordinary learning versus supernatural knowledge. Demons in the New Testament would speak through people to convey knowledge that otherwise could not have been known to the possessed individuals. That's why when people are demonically possessed, they tell you stuff about you and you get scared. I'm not talking about a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. They tell you stuff about you and your business. Let, let, let me tell you what I, make sure you understand what I'm saying. When people minister to you, they don't get personal. Has anybody ever told you your personal business up here? No. But when people, you know, when, when, when people are demonically possessed, they tell you, I saw you last night. I know what you did. They know stuff that nobody else knows. People who have untreated mental disorders only know what they know naturally. You understand what I'm saying? They're not going to be able to build a rocket ship, but a demon can. You understand? In other words, a mad bomber usually is demonically, I mean, is a, a, yeah, demonically oppressed versus a, a person who gets a, a recipe from the internet and blows off his hand. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is, this is kind of serious stuff, and I know it's hard for you, but we got to get through it, all right? Normal versus occultic phenomena. This is, this, is, this is so good. If you remember this, you'll be okay. There is an aspect to demonic activity that is just plain spooky. Ghosts, levitations, trances, therapy. Now, see, we've seen this. We've also, maybe you haven't seen, but, but we, we've seen this in church. People coming up off the floor. We, we, we've seen this, okay? But now I want you to notice something. These people only, they only impact the person. Amen. That person that levitates doesn't make everybody else levitate, but it scares you. All right. But people <laughs> who have a disorder, listen now very carefully. They only are affected themselves. You know, when people see stuff, don't nobody else see it. People hear stuff, don't nobody else hear it. Don't you see that right there? Now, I said see, but, you know, the, the most difficult thing is the hearing. 
Because you say, oh, you look good today. Well, what, what did I look like yesterday? Number five, number five, the claim to be possessed. Those who have clinical experience uh, uh, with both demons and possession, uh, demon possession and mental illness, believe that those who claim to be possessed most likely are not. Because demons want to be secretive and they don't voluntarily let you know that they're there. If somebody says, I'm a demon, you say, get out of here. Okay, <laughs> and that might be true in all cases, but <laughs> number six, and this is the most important thing: effects of therapy. If prayer solves the problem, then it's, it's a demon. If medicine solves the problem, it's a disorder. Let me say it again. If prayer solves the problem, it's a demon. If it's medicine, it's a disorder. Now you're saying, well, you mean to tell me that I can't pray and, 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 and get my disorder healed? No. No. And why I say no? Because if you just pray, and have no follow-up, then you're gonna treat the symptom rather than the real issue. But demons can't handle prayer. Did y'all hear what I said? They are afraid of the name of Jesus. When you call on the name of Jesus, if I pray for your disorder, you just be quiet. And you know, after you know how you finish praying, pray, say, uh, uh, did you receive that? And, you, and they say, yeah. Hmm? They don't. They don't know if they did or not, because I hate to say this, but they're not a doctor. If you know someone, because we're talking about other people now, if you know someone, that suffers from these things, you, ha you have to be the advocate, okay? All right, now let's talk about this particular situation, because this, 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 this is the thing that we're concerned about today. Jesus is making a statement. I know my time ain't going that fast. Uh, Jesus is making a statement. <laughs> Jesus told his disciples in verse 22, look at verse 22, the Bible says, he told them, let us go, to the other side. So he had a predetermined, a predetermined destination, which was the area of the Gadarenes. He knew what was there. He knew where he was going. He told them to take him there. And you notice that he encountered some serious issues on the journey there. But he controlled the atmosphere and they got there. But the moment he stepped off the boat, the Bible says that he was confronted with a demonic who was out of his mind, 
no clothes on, running around like an animal. Now, the one thing that we know is that when you are demonically influenced, that what the demon wants to do is take away your likeness to Christ. He wants to destroy your godly image. You are made in the image of God. And what he wants to do is make you something that you're not. Are y'all with me? So instead of walking around talking like a normal person, the first thing the demon did was shout it. Now, the hopes of the demon was to scare Jesus. <laughs> That's good, ain't it? And he talked loud in order to scare everybody that was listening. You know how some people just, when they, when they, when they want to get you out their space, they are loud and ugly. But Jesus, because he recognized who he was, notice the instant recognition. The man recognized Jesus. Jesus recognized the man. And in Jesus's mind, in Jesus's mind, he was remembering this. For this purpose was the son of God manifest that he might destroy the works. And on and the other man's mind, he was saying, oh, my God, it's time. Jesus is here. Amen. Are you seeing? So, so, so the demon did what demons do. They recognize that. Now, I know how, well, this is going to sound trite, but listen to me. Game knows game. They knew Jesus, so the first thing he did is bow. He worshiped. But he didn't worship in, in the same way that you do in, 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 in reverence to who Jesus was. He bowed because he knew the authority of Christ. He knew that Christ had authority over him and the one that sent him. So he bowed. Now notice about human beings who are normal, natural. They won't bow unless somebody makes them bow. Mm. See, the thing is that since you all don't know what Jesus looked like, you don't know when to give respect and reverence. But see, that's why God has set up a hierarchy the same way Ephesians chapter 6 set up a hierarchy for demons. Principalities, powers. So when you come to church, you ought to give reverence to people that God says you are to reverence. But again, I say now, I say, make sure you remember what I told you when I give you those things. It's normal people that can't obey. Are y'all with me now? Yeah, y'all, because it's important. Now, so, 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 so Jesus confronts this guy, and he had not, he had not spoken to the guy up to this point. Y'all see the scripture. But the demon started talking. So Jesus, you know, being a nice guy, say, who are you? Oh, if the demon was a hood demon, what your name is? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep it light because I don't want you to get too deep into this. OK, so the demon said legion and listen to me. Jesus was addressing the man, but the demon responded. 
Jesus was trying to stir something in the man that would remind him from whence he came. He was trying to evoke a memory of, of, of what he had been through and how he got all messed up. So he says, what's your name? But the demon answered. He said, Legion, because we were many. That's the Bible says that's between four and six thousand. So there's a lot of lot of folks in there, a lot of personalities or whatever you want to call them. So 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 now 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 notice something. These are the next five things I want to give you. Is that all right? I'm going to do them real fast. Trust me, because I'm running out of time. <clears throat> Number one, the Bible says they delude the world and blind people to Christ. That's the first thing a demon does. He tries to make you think that that you, you're not worthy as far as God is concerned. Uh, you just a, a, a nobody. Amen. The next thing you see here is Ephesians chapter two, verse two. He says this, that uh, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. And, and let me stop and tell you something about that. You are more prone to be demonically affected. If you are more worldly. The more worldly people you hang with, the more demons you encounter and the more likely you are to be possessed. Do y'all understand that? If you hang around a lot of people that drink, smoke, cuss, run around, cheat, do all that stuff, you are likely to become one. But you will be later and greater. Y'all understand? Y'all, okay, y'all, yeah. They attract theology. Look at this now. First uh, Timothy says this. Now, Spirit expressly says that, First Timothy 4, and one says the spirit expressly says in the latter days, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Verse two says speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience with the hot iron. It says in verse three, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which are created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe. In other words, he says you can eat pig if you bless it. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Number three, the Bible says these demons, they attack society. Look at Revelations chapter nine, verse three. It says, then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth and to them was given power as scorpions of the earth have power. So demons do have power. They just don't have the kind of power Christ does. Are y'all still with me? Uh, number four, they attack individuals. They attack individuals. We see that in, 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 in this lesson in Luke 8.29. They attack people. And then number five, the Bible says, they influence people to commit sins of demonic worship. In other words, they influence you to do stuff that you would not normally do. Things like idolatry. Amen. Now, if you want to know if people are possessed Look at people who worship money. Amen. What? Yeah. What would you do for money? And that's what demons do. They entice you to do stuff. Come on now. So what would you do? Revelation chapter nine, verse 20 says, but the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent, did not repent, did not repent. What was their problem? Of their works, of their hands. Mm -hmm. 
that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, bread. Y'all know, you see what I'm saying here. Okay? So the Bible says now, these are, these, these are some of the traits. Now I'm going to give you 10 more characteristics. <laughs> I, if I do it fast, I might have time to finish this lesson. Y'all scared yet? <laughs> No, but I ain't coming back. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> All right. The first one is this. Evil spirits are enemies of man possessing a man for a long period of time. This is what we saw at the beginning of scripture. It says they take hold of the man they control his faculties and cause him to act abnormally. That makes he means he hurts himself and others. Demons don't just want to hurt themselves. They want to hurt other people. All right. Number two, the Bible says evil spirits cause men to lose their sense of shame and conscience. This man was driven to run around naked. And the point is that evil spirits destroy man's sense of modesty, privacy, intimacy and respect. That's why you find people who are uh, 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 involved in abnormal sexual activity it's because they're demonically oppressed I'm going to use that word I'm being nice oppressed I really think they're a little deeper but that's beside the point amen but that's why they don't have any problems running around immodestly because they are driven to do immoral things amen amen now, when you see in the movies, because I know y'all don't see, only see this in the movies. When you see <laughs> when you see in the movies a prostitute, she's not dressed from head to toe with a head covered. Did I say more? Okay. If they dressed like everybody else, they wouldn't be able to market their wares. I'm just, I'm lost for words. But <laughs> Number three, evil spirits cause alienation. They lose friends and, and, and their social life decreases. Uh, they get cut off, they get ostracized. And they often force people to withdraw from them. You know, sometimes you get around folks, they, 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 after you talk for them a few minutes, you say, let me get out of here. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And sometimes that includes immediate family. They cut off family members. You got a relative you ain't heard from in six months, you contact, call them, they don't answer the phone, don't, you know, whatever you say. And you know what you say, oh, that's Uncle John, he liked that. No, he got a problem. Okay. Evil spirits often destroy a man by making him live as it were among the dead. All right. Now, number four, evil spirits are infuriated with the Lord. They knew who Jesus was. They knew he was the son of God and they feared him. Number five. They got these up there so you all can get, like I say, get the DVD. 
The Bible says that they seize men. Notice in verse 29 and verse 37. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that in verse 27, the Bible says that the demons seize the man. And verse 37, that the people were seized with fear. Amen. But we'll get back to that. Number six, evil spirits hate restraint and cause men to mistreat and oppose others. Now, this is a problem because uh, uh, church is one of the places that you find a lot of demonic activity. Whoa, yeah. People being restrained. Use these other words so you can understand it. People being restricted. If you really want to know if a person is being oppressed, tell them what they can't do. You'll see them rise up. Can't tell me what to do. Amen. They, they hate being restrained or restricted. Are y'all understanding this? That's why those demons uh, had that man running around and when they put chains on him, he just broke them. We give you rules, you just break them. I mean them, not you. Those and they. Are y'all still with me? One of the things that we find is that a demon has no self-control and they are undisciplined. Undisciplined. You can't set out a course and say, this is what I want you to do. See, you know, freedom is staying between the lines. You understand what I'm saying? But a lot of times when you say, okay, th these are the boundaries, these are the boundaries, you can do anything up in here. Up in here, you can do anything. Well, how come I can't go over there? <laughs> Number seven. Evil spirits take away a man's identity and recognition. They deprive him of a, a, a purpose and meaning and, and significance. That's the first thing they do is uh, they become useless. I, I, I don't see why they need me. Uh, it don't make no difference if I show up or not. Don't nobody care if I. They lose their purpose. What should, what, should, what should provoke you to get up and go to church every Sunday morning? What, what should provoke you? And you got all these answers. I know they sound good. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah. But the one thing that should provoke you to get up and do it is because it's your duty as a saint. I have to show up because the Bible says the, the, the price that Jesus paid for my life makes me get up and do my reasonable service. Huh? Now, if you are a rational person, you understand this. If you are irrational, you don't. OK, so when people find excuses not to go to church. Now, you know what I say this for the last six months, I've been saying this. They may not be saved. And the reason I say that is because if you don't have any connection or relationship with Christ, ain't no reason for you to go to his church. Y'all got family? The reason you visit them is because you're connected to them. Right? You visit them. I'm going to see outside. 
couldn't sue? Because you're connected. Once a year, three, four times a year for most of you, you have a family reunion. <laughs> and you travel all over the country for these reunions. Why? Because you want to be with family. That's what you, you, you want to be with family. Am I right? Is this not your family? So you go to church every Sunday because you want to be with family. <laughs> Number eight, evil spirits are numerous and formidable. That means that there's a lot of them and they will fight. See, if you are a wimpy Christian, you're never going to make it. You're not going to listen. This ain't this ain't no fool's game. If you say you're going to be saved, you better start toughening up. You, come on now. You, you better start boning up on your, your scriptures and, and your prayer life. You better be ready. Because the moment you say that you're a Christian, you know, demons going to say, Let, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. I'm going to check him out. See if he's on his game today. All right. How do they influence people? Let me just. How do they do that? The way they do that, James says it this way, that when you are drawn away in your own lust, they know what you like, so they provide it for you. Please forgive this analogy, but you'll, you'll, you'll love me for it later. Satan is an unholy pimp. He knows exactly what you want. And he provides it for you. What, what you need? I, I know exactly what you need. I know exactly what you need. I got something for you. I got something for you. Come on, come on right here. I got something for you. Are y'all? Pastor, you just kind of make this thing like it ain't serious. I know it's serious. That's why I'm trying to make it light. Nine, nine. Evil spirits desire a body to inhabit for the purpose of working evil. Now, look, demons have to have a body. That's why the Bible tells us that demonic activity is all around us all the time. But the, the demonic forces are always looking for a body to inhabit. They remember now, uh, the Bible says that Satan is the prince to the power of the air. Amen. Second uh, Corinthians four and four says that he is the uh, God of this world. Amen. Are y'all following me? He's in charge of all the stuff you see on the news, you know, and on in the advertising business for the news uh, uh, TV and, and, and news, and all that. They have a slogan that they use to, to to glamorize the story. They said, if it bleeds, it leads. What they're saying is the more messy it is. The bigger the story is, the more time we're going to give to you. Yeah. That's our world system. Come on. Half of you been in accidents while you were looking at another accident. Hey Amen. They call it rubbernecking. That, there's a name for it. But you're going, ooh, I wonder if anybody got killed. Boom. Why would you want to know that? Why would you want to see it? Because there's something wrong with them. 
There's something strange about those people. Number 10, <laughs> number 10. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Let me tell you something. About number nine. One more, one more thing. We said that, that they have to have a, a body. The reason that they have to have a body, and I'll make it clear to you in just a few minutes. The reason they have to have a body is so that they can do evil and blame God. Insurance companies have this phrase. It's called an act of God. When anything bad happens that they can't explain, they say, it's an act of God. Demons do stuff, but they have to blame somebody. When brother rises up against brother and kills a brother. Come on now. Normal people wouldn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to kill somebody. Okay. Well, Pastor, you can be provoked. Yes, you can if you're already teetering. Okay. Number 10, number 10, number 10. Evil spirits are subject to the Lord's power. Let's look at some scripture for this one. First uh, John chapter four and four says, you are of God, little children, and have ever overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who's in the world. In Romans chapter 8, and now you, you have to go all the way to verse 39, but it starts at verse 31. I'm not going to read but verse 31. You can read the rest of them at your leisure. The Bible says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. And you know the rest of that section. Amen. Now, God, I'm already out of time, but I so 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 so, so can I talk the rest of this? All right. Now, go back to the story. The demon man has been identified. The man says, who are you? He says, Legion. And, 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 and then he starts talking to Jesus. He said, listen, why don't you kiss? Why don't you know he, he bargained? Why don't you send us into the abyss? He, I, I know I know you're going to do something to us. Why don't you do that? Amen. And, and Jesus was listening to this guy saying, I can't believe he's actually doing this. But he said, OK. I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to let you go in the pigs because that's, that's what he really wanted. So there's some pig over there. You. Now, I want you to understand because people have been telling you erroneously forever and ever and ever. First of all, the Bible says that Jews don't raise pigs. OK. All right. They don't raise pigs. They don't raise pigs. But Jesus was going into an area, that area of the Gadarenes. And when you do your study, you'll find this out. That was part of what we call a uh, metropolis. There were 10 cities there. Right. And the Bible says that uh, all of those cities around Galilee were all what we call self-governing. In other words, they didn't have to answer to anybody for anything. So even the Jews who were there, if they wanted to raise pigs. <laughs> they were lawless people. OK. This is why Jesus wanted to go there. Amen. Because there were people in need of a savior. Y'all still with me? So when he said, uh, uh, won't you let us go into those pigs? Now, why did Jesus permit the people to go in? I mean, the, the spirits to go into the pigs. I mean, come on. This is a problem. Pigs belong to somebody. Yes. That's money. And then, you know, the man lost the pig because they died. All right. 
in, in Job chapter one, and 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 I can't, ain't no fast way to do this. Yeah, Job chapter one, beginning at verse twelve, going down to verse twenty-two, I think. What you're gonna find is that. Satan and, and God are having this conversation about Job. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And 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 and, and Jesus, God told Satan, said, "Listen, listen. You can do whatever you want, but you got you got to spare his life. You can't kill him. All right." He told the devil, "You can do what you want, but you can't kill him." Now, can I, can I modernize that for you? Here's what he's saying in 2019 language. You can deal with his family, his possessions, even his health, but you can't kill him. Y'all still here? So Jesus, Jesus trying to show a, 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 a more uh, New Testament version said to the, 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 the demon, you can have the pigs. OK, the demons left the man. Let's stop right there for a moment. Left the man. They left the man. Why did they leave the man? Because Jesus told them to. Listen, the demons were told what to do. Wait a minute now. Let me try it over here. The demons were told, the demons, you know, the rebellious people, the demons, the people who don't listen to nobody, were told what to do by Jesus. And guess what they did? They did it. What does that say about the rest of them? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so they went into the swine. And here's the point I want you to see. This is, I went to all of that so you could get this one point of lesson. When the, the, the spirits, the demonic spirits went into the swine, they drove them crazy. Did y'all see? No, no. The moment those demonic spirits entered the swine, they said, we'd rather be dead than have to take this. The swine are not human. So the demons, even though God had said in Job, you can go this far and no further. He's now dealing with animals who don't have restraint. So when he attacked them, they said, oh, no, 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 no. And they went off the side of the cliff and killed themselves. Now, stop. Do not try to kill yourself to get rid of no demon. Okay? Let, 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 no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm serious. I don't care how bad you're suffering, what you're going through. I got an answer for you. It's life, not death. All right? The answer, let me give the answer. I'm going to keep giving you. It is prayer. It is fasting. It is fellowship. It is prayer. It is fasting. It is fellowship. Okay, one more time, just so we make sure. 
It is prayer. It is fasting. And that meant fellowship. Fellowship. Why is that so important? Because you can't listen. You're, not, you're never going to stay free unless you're around free people. Amen. Amen. Are y'all with me? So the Bible says they went into the demons. The demons went off the abyss, not the abyss, the cliff, and drowned. Now, let me make something clear again because I want to make sure you those are the only pigs that were demon possessed and they died. Amen. Huh? When you go to the, the Piggly Wiggly, them pigs ain't demon possessed. <laughs> there ain't nothing in them that's going to jump off the meat and get on you. Y'all understand that? Those pigs died. And for every person who said, I don't eat swine because it's unclean, then I say to you, put down your chicken bone. That's all I got to say about that. Okay? All right? And it's You are elbow deep in chicken. Yeah. But I digress. <laughs> so let's get to the end of the story. So then, so then the Bible says those pigs, they, they died and, and the man was, was walking around acting normal. And when he went home, when he went home, everybody thought he was crazy. Now, no, he was he was fine in the tombs. He was fine running around with no clothes on, yelling at people. Everybody was OK with that. But there are some people in your family that you let do that. Oh, now, wait a minute. Let me back up a little further. Cause see, see, y'all getting ready to lie now. I'm, I'm trying to keep you straight. There are some people in your family that are just as... I ain't say it because I can't say that. But got some real serious issues. And if it were permitted, you chain them up and... <laughs> God knows this is the truth. I had a relative used to sit on the back porch with his rifle and shoot at mosquitoes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, I know all y'all families are good. Huh? I understand that. Because we're talking about them, those, and they. <laughs> I got a few other things I could probably share with you. <laughs> but, but let me go back to what I said. The man was sitting there in his right mind, in his right mind, in his right mind. He was normal, and they were scared of him. They weren't really scared of the man. They were scared of the change. They were afraid of the change. This change was too, uh, uh, it was too drastic. You know how? Okay, let me put it another way. You remember when you got saved? Okay, you remember what they say about you? It ain't gonna last. Hmm. You just faking? Just watch. Just a few, you'll be doing the same thing. You'll be right out there running around the tomb just like you were before. That's what they said about, come on. 
So the folks spoke up and they said, hey, you kill my pigs. That's money. And they said, Jesus, you're no longer welcome here. Jesus came in, disrupted their normal, abnormal life. He came in and disrupted their normal, abnormal life. You've been doing strange things half your life. Jesus come in and say, oh, you've been delivered from that. Huh? And then your family say, get out. Don't you run. Okay, see, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. I know, I know you don't know what I'm talking about. But see, I'm going to say some stuff that, that probably sounds good. How come you always reading the Bible? Hmm? Every time something happens, why are you always talking about, let's pray about it? Amen. Am I talking to the right crowd? Oh, oh, okay. All right. We ain't got to be in church to, to, to get the word. I can get it on TV. Now, I ain't got to my famous one. You know, it don't take all that, but I ain't going to use that one today. But, but you understand what I'm saying? All these cliches that we have about normal abnormacy. Remember, Satan's job is, okay, think about it this way. He wants to cut you out from the herd, hmm? rope and tie you, then brand you as his. Y'all understand that? So now when he releases you back to the herd, the herd won't receive you because you got all that burnt fur on you. Y'all still with me? Because so let's finish this lesson. So, so the man, the man, now, the, the, the folks that already disinvited Jesus, but now the man, the man says, Jesus, Jesus, can I go with you? Yeah. Huh? Y'all with me? He says, I want to go where you go. I want to, I listen, I want to be with you in establishing this kingdom. And Jesus said, no. Now, I want you to get this because this is the best part of the lesson. There are times when Jesus will, will, will redirect your anointing. Let me say that one more time. There's, there are times when Jesus will redirect your anointing. You want to do this, but he says, no, I need you over here. I, I need you over here. And notice what he said. He said, go home. Wait, wait a minute. Go where? Go home. He said, go home. Go home. Go home. Go home. Huh? Ain't that what you tell children when they're knowing you at your house? Go home. <laughs> Ain't you got no home? Get out of here. Reminds me of a story. No. <laughs> Can't tell the joke because it's a little ethnic, so. <laughs> but he told him to go home. And what he said, and I'm paraphrasing because I'm trying to hurry up. He says, you are best served right here. The anointing on you is for this house. Amen. Your ministry is here. Amen. 
Now, one thing I like about Jesus, when Jesus finished talking, what he said, I'm getting back in the boat. <laughs> now, I wish I could say what I thought Jesus really said. <laughs> no, I can't say it. I can't say it because I'm, I'm on TV or something. Remember Jesus said, I'm tired of you and I'm getting in the boat right now. <laughs> <laughs> See, I kind of <laughs> But you understand, he got in the boat and he left. And the Bible says he ain't go back. Isn't it interesting sometimes, sometimes that Jesus gives you a clear opportunity to change. You won't receive him. And then six months later, you say, well, I want Jesus. Now, thank God we're in the Old Testament. I mean, uh, the New Testament dispensation and you can still receive him. But here's what I want to tell you. It ain't always be that way. There'll be sometimes he just say, I'm going to sell away. I ain't coming back here. Something wrong with y'all. Hmm? You like, listen, now I'm putting it in, 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 in 21st century terms. You like worldliness. Hmm? You prefer darkness to light. And that's because your works are evil. And you need to cover up darkness to do what you want to do. Hmm? You know what I'm talking about? Hmm? And this is the way society is. And I'm telling you right now that the only answer to oppression, possession, and more than that, because we, we think that possession is the worst. I'm going to tell you what's, what's really plaguing the church. It's obsession. Mm-hmm. We are obsessed with legalism. Amen. Now, if there's one, one demon we need to exercise, it's that one. We're going to make everybody do it right. We're going to make everybody do it right. We're going to make everybody do it right. Pastor, what's wrong with that? Well, first of all, you can't make anybody do anything. Hmm? If there's not an unction to do it right, you're never going to do it right, no matter how much we urge you. We can encourage, but we can't urge. In other words, I'd like to be able to give you messages that say, okay, if you love God, this is how you behave. Huh? That if you uh, have been forgiven, this is how you behave. But I can't make you see that. But I want you to do, I do want you to go back and reread this because what I want you to see and that the most glaring thing in this is that when the man was all right, people were scared of him. This is what I want you to see. When you start doing it right, don't nobody want nothing to do with you. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Amen. All right. Come on. Stand up on your feet. Let me close this thing out. Oh, have mercy.